Good morning, everyone. Hope you have a wonderful day. Good Erev Shabbos. Shabbos Mavarukim. Erev Shvedosh. Sivan. So, we began the Gitin uh, yesterday. Let's just have a very quick review. The Mishnah opened up that anyone who brings a get from overseas, from abroad, to Israel, not from Israel to overseas, it says from overseas to Israel, and maybe if you bring, then you have to, the, the agent must, must be present at the writing and the signing of the, of the get, the bill, of di- the, the bill of divorce, and he has to testify as such. And the rabbi said also that if you, yes, if you bring, the Gemara will say, what's the, what's the argument in the Tanakam and the rabbis? If someone brings from overseas to Israel, has to say, and then he says, and someone who brings or, either way, or brings or, or takes from one state to another state, out abroad, from one place to another area, once, has to also say, then the Gemara went into the reasoning. What's the reason? Why, why did we rabbis require that the agent who's delivering the get, who's a personal agent of the husband, to hand deliver the get to the wife? Why must he be present at the writing and he has to testify that he was present and he saw it written and signed? So we had two reasons. The rabbis said because the people abroad are not learned. So they're not, they don't know about the laws of Lushma. Rabbi said the reason is because it's to nip something in the bud that if if one day the husband will come and argue that it's a forgery, then it will be a whole hassle. How are you gonna how are you gonna authenticate the witnesses? The, the, it's abroad. Where are you gonna find the witnesses to authenticate? So therefore, you say initially we don't accept the get until unless the agent was present. Make sure the agent is present because if he testifies that I was present. When it was written and when it was signed, the husband can't just come and say it was forged. We don't listen to him. We don't pay attention unless he has witnesses, unless he has proof. The Gemara brought three differences, three practical differences between these two opinions. It's not just a theoretical discussion. Well, I give this reason, you give another reason. Every reason has an implication. What are the three differences? Rafal, what are the three differences? One difference is if two witnesses brought if two witnesses brought, then there's no need because they, the witnesses themselves are testifying that the husband gave it to us. He can't come and say it's a forgery. Here's a forgery. You appointed us. You asked us. You gave it to us. You told us to give it to your wife. What kind of forgery? So then there's no worries. Then they, they don't have to be present when it's written. According to Rava. But according to Rava, it doesn't matter. Even if there's two witnesses, the problem is if they're ignoramuses and it wasn't done properly, part of the testimony is it was written. We were there when it was written. We were there when it was signed. And we were there to testify that it was done lishma. So that's, a distinct, that's implication number one. One difference. Another difference is one, one Medina to another Medina in Eretz Yisrael. From one state to another state in the land of Israel itself. Let's say people don't travel. So again, if it's a problem of learned, everyone in Israel is learned. So I don't have to worry. Then, the, then the, the agent doesn't have to be present when it's written. If you bring the get from one state to another, from Judea to, 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 to the Galil. But if the reason is because I won't be able to authenticate if the husband protests and claims and argues the forgery, then even, even within Israel itself, from one state to the other, I would have to bring it. That's another difference. And the third difference is if the same state, but abroad, outside the land of Israel. 
If it's a question of authenticate that I'm worried that the husband will one day say it's a forgery, I have nothing to worry about. But in the same state, I can easily authenticate it. But if the problem is that they're ignoramuses and maybe they don't know the laws of Lishma, maybe the get wasn't written properly, then even if it's within the same state, anywhere abroad, when you bring a get, the shliach has to be present. By the way, that's what we do today anyway. The... Uh, you make sure that they're, they're, they're present, everyone is present when, you know, when it's written, when it's signed, and, you know. The reason is because of Lishma, if, according to the Rabbi, I should need two witnesses. If you worry that the get is not kosher, it's not done properly, how can you rely on the testimony of one witness? So he says, because we have a rule, Eidach and Nemen Bisurit. An aid is believed when it comes to Israel, an aid will live, otherwise he couldn't live. I can eat in your kitchen, the husband can eat in the kitchen, I don't have to worry, I don't need two witnesses. Yeah. 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 So the asks, wait a minute, when do you say that can never be sudden only if you're not sure? But what if you're sure? It's like here, she is definitely a married woman. You're trying to change her status. The change of status is that I need two witnesses. The question is, we believe Eidechad even by Shechita. It's also changing the status. For the animal, is not, you're not allowed to eat it. Now I'm allowed to eat it. So you see that you do rely on one witness, even if it comes to changing the status. But the difference is, there it's in my hands to fix the problem. I can shecht it properly. So whenever it's within your power to, to do it properly, then I believe one witness. Here it's not in the woman's hand to change the status. You need a proper get from the husband. So... In that case, you can't rely. You can't rely on two witnesses, on one witness. So you should have two witnesses. But answer, because most people know the law of lishma. Most people are knowledgeable, especially who writes the get, the cipher. He's knowledgeable. He's learned. Yeah, no. Usually, it's a cipher, an expert. He's learned. He's knowledgeable. He knows what to write. He knows how to write. Of course, even in even abroad. These people know the law. Know the law. So therefore, biblically, I don't have to worry that maybe there's something wrong with the get. Even that mayor that says that you do have to worry about even the remote possibility. But here, again, since it's the scribes and they are experts, it's not even a remote possibility. It's a remote, remote. It's so remote that even biblically, I don't even have to worry about it. So the rabbi said, be careful. So since the rabbi said it, and we don't want it to be chained, so therefore, we have an easy solution. So you don't require two witnesses. Two witnesses is too much of a hassle. You just need one agent. But to require that the agent should come a minute early, a few minutes early, so he can be present when it's written, and it's signed, that's not such a big deal. You're not going to have her chained. Oh, she's going to be chained if you have this requirement. No, what's a big deal? So make sure it's everything is 100%, 100% up and up, and there's no problem. Okay, that's where we left it. We're on the top of page 3A, the top line. This is a leniency to say that one agent is enough, one witness is enough. It actually will lead to um, a stringency. Why? If you're going to require that he should send the get with two witnesses, two agents. 
Then in the future, your husband can come and claim it's a forgery. Two witnesses, he can come and it's a forgery. You gave us the get. What is a forgery? You gave it to us. You told us, you told us to hand deliver it to her. What are you hacking and trying? It's a forgery. You, you personally gave it to us. So then, it, then he can never come and, and, and claim it's a forgery. But Chad, if you only send it with one agent and is only relying on one witness, so now it's a leniency. You don't need two, you need one. They're making it easier for her. But at the end, down the road, it's going to lead, it's going to, lead to a stringency. Because then he'll show up one day and claim it's a forgery. It's his word against the witness's word. Like one witness against the husband. And then you'll, you'll, uh, you'll cancel the whole get. And maybe she'll get remarried and you'll, you'll worry the children are about mamzed and big problems. Wait a second. Maybe not. Since the, the master said that the agent who's bringing the get doesn't just give it to her personally, he has to give it to her in front of a bezdin. We have an argument. son says in front of two judges, and he is like the third judge. He can't have a bezdin less than three, but he also becomes like the third judge, so it becomes like a bezdin. He can't be part of the judges. He's he's delivering the get. So you need three besides him. But either way, since he has to deliver it like in public, officially, in front of a court, he's going to make sure that it's not a forgery, that it's kosher. The husband is just delivering him again. He's going to make sure, because he doesn't, otherwise he's going to ruin, ruin his own reputation. So now when the husband comes and claims that it's a forgery, we don't believe him. We believe him more than the husband. We believe that he wouldn't have been bothered. Why would he travel, carry a get, come officially and testify when the whole thing was a hoax? No way. He's not going to make a fool. No one wants to make a fool of himself in public. So he's going to make sure that the husband wants to give the get, everything is kosher. So what's the, what are the chances? A, what are the chances the husband's going to come and claim it's a forgery? He wouldn't have gone through this whole thing to make a fool of himself in public for the record if, if it's not serious. So what are the ch- firstly the husband will never come and claim it's a forgery. It's real. And even if he does, we don't believe the husband. We believe the witness over the husband in this case because he really he has he has something on the line. He has skin in the game. He sacrifices reputation. So he's not going to do this. This is serious. The husband has nothing to lose. <laughs> it's a forgery. He wants to mess up his wife. It's a forgery. We explain the rabbi's opinion. How about rabbi? Rabbi. If you want to authenticate, if you're trying to obviate that if the husband will come and claim it's a, it's a forgery, so by the agent being present when it was written and it was signed, so the husband can no longer, so I need two witnesses to testify. Just like I need two witnesses to authenticate a document. When the husband claims, or anyone claims, the document is a forgery, how do you authenticate the document? You need two witnesses. I don't, be- I don't rely on one witness. So why is there any difference? Why in this case do I rely on one witness to authenticate the document? I should have require two witnesses. So you might answer this is a question of Isra. Isra, that's the life. We believe one person, otherwise we can't live. It's not the title believes one person. 
only if we're not sure if it's Asr. If he tells us it's kosher, we believe it. Or even if it's we know it's Asr, it's an animal, and one, one person slaughtered it, we believe in that it was slaughtered properly because it's in his hands, it's up to them. But in this case, Allah is Chazak Yisurah, to change her status from being a married woman, an HSH, based and relied, and, and it's not in her hands to change her status. <laughs> So in order to rely on one, the testimony of one person, change the status. We need two. So what answers? The truth is that even authenticating documents and so on, claims of forgery, I really, biblically, I don't need two, two witnesses. I can rely even on one. I don't need any witnesses. When someone comes, witnesses who sign, put their name on a document, it's as if they were, they were interrogated in the court, as if, as if they're authenticated. I have no reason, no one can come and claim it's a forgery. I don't believe them. Prove it. You have to prove it. If you bring two witnesses and tell me it was a forgery, fine. But until you prove it, I don't even pay attention to you. These two witnesses are as if they're standing in front of us. And as if we question them and, and we authenticated them. So really I don't need any authentication. The whole authentication business is only rabbinic. But that. So in this case, they made an exception. She shouldn't be a chained woman. One witness is enough. This is a leniency. If you need to, then when the husband comes and claims it's a forgery, he can't, it's his word against two witnesses. The husband can come and claim that it's a forgery. Gashi says, why, why do we assume that the witnesses are authentic as if we interrogated them? No one, again, no one's going to put his name and the documents is going to a court that could be exposed. It could be exposed. Reputation. Reputation. You know, you, you, you're going you're gonna to get the, what's this report that just came out? <laughs> you're going to get this report. They're going to uncover it. You're not going to get away with it. What? The Durham report. You can't, you can't get away with murder. You can't suddenly make a lie in public and, and then it's going to be exposed. That it was a lie. You're going to put your name down on a document that's going to be presented to a court? You think the court is a bunch of fools? They're going to find out the truth. So, so your, your reputation will be shredded. Name that person's putting his name down on a document. Of course, it's authentic. He's gonna, he's gonna shame himself like that in public, destroy his reputation, and it's a public record. It's in court. It's a public record. You can't tell me, well, I did it. No, no, you wrote your name, and it wasn't true. Simply asking. Okay, your whole reason, Rav, is saying is because you want to authenticate it. How, how is it possible? How could you? How could you authenticate it? So he said, okay, because the rabbis believe them. Really, you don't need any authentication. The rabbis required authentication. So therefore... So, so meaning, if a, if a woman has a get and the husband says it's a forgery, it's a rabbinic stringency that we believe the husband and she has to prove and authenticate the You can't say the children are mamzeidim. Mm-hmm. She has a get. And biblically we believe the get. We don't believe the husband. Mm-hmm. So 
we don't, we don't, uh, we don't uh, cast, biblically, we don't cast any aspersion on the children. Mm-hmm. If she remarried, she has a good get. We don't believe the husband. The, rabbinic, the rabbis say, the husband claims a forgery, let's, let's authenticate. Really, you don't need any authenticating. People put their names down in a document, it's authentic. Enough. They wouldn't put their name on the record in front of a court, public record. But the rabbis say you need authentication. So that's why we said that they believe the one shlia. But the question is, what if then if the husband actually comes and claims? So it's his word against... against uh, so what happens? So what happens? So how does it help? Why should it help? It's one thing if you say that we believe one before the husband comes. If the husband comes and claims and insists that it was a forgery. I never wrote it. So why? It's my word against his word. Why do you believe him against the other? Sigmar asks. Sigmar answers. I pull I come reading what asks. He must be telling us about the matter possibly. Why can't the husband come and counter argue that it was a forgery? The mother says, Since the master said, You can't give it in front of her personally, just to give it to her privately. You have to give it in front of a court. The only argument is, One says you can use two judges and he'll act as the third judge. No, there has to be three judges besides him. But since he's giving it in the court, so he's not going to make a fool of himself. So he's going to make sure that the husband is real, is the husband, and he really wants to give a gift. So firstly, what are the chances that the husband is going to come and claim it's a forgery? He already did his research and found out that it's real. And even if the husband doesn't end up coming, we don't believe the husband. We believe the, with the, him more, because he put his neck on the line. He put his, his reputation on the line. So he wouldn't have done it unless it was real. The husband has nothing to lose. Yeah, it's a forgery. He wants to mess his wife. He hates his wife. He wants to mess her up. Okay, after she remarries, he has children. That's oh, a forgery. Your children are bastards. You know. You know. So we don't. We, don't, we trust the him over the husband. The agent over the. Husband. Okay. The mother says, Why doesn't the Rava accept the reasoning of Rava? Rava gives a good reason that abroad people don't know the laws of Lushma. Why, 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 he has to find a different reason. Amalah, the mother says, Amalah, Rav will tell you. It doesn't say that in the Mishnah. It says we require him to say, I was present when it was written, it was written in front of me, and it was signed in front of me. It doesn't mention a word about Lushma. According to Rabbah, the whole reason is Lushma. So the main thing that he, we're waiting for his testimony with bated breath, that you don't even mention. As if, oh, by the way, while it was written Lishma, while it was signed Lishma, uh, while it was written in front of me, and it was signed, it's also Lishma. But you don't even mention that. You cannot snatch it out of the So therefore, that can't be the reason. That's not the reason. And like he said, everyone, the, the, the scribes don't have to worry about that. Why? Because the scribes are experts, even abroad. The ones who write the get, they're, they're, they're learned. They're scholars. They know the laws of the Shema. I don't even have to worry. It's not even a remote, a remote, a remote of possibility. I don't have to, we don't have to make a special enactment just for something like that. Makes no sense. How's Rabbi going to respond? So, You're right. The Mishnah should have said that, even though that's what the Mishnah means. Ella. The Mavshis Lady Budi. Oselim Migzim. In other words, a get has to follow exactly as the rabbis, as the rabbis laid it out. So the rabbis were worried if you require him to make a lengthy declaration, 
And if he forgets part of it, then the whole get will be invalid. And if she remarries, and you know the children are going to, she's going to be an adulterous marriage, and and uh, and the children will be mamzedu. So the rabbis say just make it simple. Yeah, the declaration is simple. But of course, what does he mean? He means it was written in front of me, and it was signed in front of me. Written lishma for her sake, and it was signed in front of me for her sake. The whole thing. But saying it verbally, you just want to be careful. A short declaration, otherwise it's too lengthy. He's going to forget. Yeah, make him. <laughs> Question is, if he makes a short declaration, then the main, the key information is missing. How do we know? Maybe it wasn't written lishma. If the whole purpose is we want to know if it was written lishma, we give him a short declaration. Um, hello, was it Lishma? We don't. E- you didn't even say it. mention a wording. You don't have to mention anything. So how do we know it was written Lishma? Maybe it wasn't. Rashi says once he makes a declaration, then the court starts asking him questions. This is your declaration. Now we start asking, okay, you were present when it was written. You were present when it was sealed. So was it written Lishma? Was it written for her, specifically just for her? If he says, so, so if he says yes, so, um, so of course the Bezin is going to Question him based on his statement. Or, Rashi says, when he says it was written in front of me, we is, that's what he means. I mean, it was written in front of me, it was signed in front of me, and then they gave it to me to give to her. So, I, I mean, obviously it was written for her. It goes without saying. But but you do have to spell out it was written and sealed because each one of them has to be has to be done lishma, signed. The si- it has to be signed for her and it has to be written for her in mind. As now that you said you cut it short, you only have to say two words. In front of me it was written. In front of me it was signed. You should also worry. Maybe you'll skip a word. Just like you're worried. You don't want to say three, you don't want to say, before me was written Lishma. You're worried he's going to skip a word and then the whole get is invalid. So now two words also. Maybe he'll skip a word. He'll just say, <laughs> before me. So the answer is, three words. You're going to keep it short. You're going to shorten it. You'll abbreviate. So you'll just say two out of the three words. But two words. Two words you can say. Even people with an attention span of three and a half seconds, two words you can, you can remember and you'll manage to say. Okay. What's the two words? Why doesn't Rabba accept Rabba's explanation? Rabba will answer you, tell you, if the whole issue is that you want to authenticate the document, that the husband can come and claim that it was a forgery. So it's enough to say it was, it was signed in front of me. Why, why is it important to say it was written in front? Why do you have to be present when it's written? All that matters is it should be present when it's signed. So you can say, I saw them sign it, so it's authentic. The problem here is why do we have, why do you have to be present when it's written? Because we have to make sure that it was written properly. It was written for her mind. How is Rava going to respond to that? Why, according to Rava, indeed, especially you're worried about the 
they don't, you don't want them to cut anything. You, you have to say four words. Just say two words. Keep it simple, short. So, Rabbi, we'll tell you. But listen, you're right. Really, all we need to hear from from the agent, from the witnesses, that it was it was from the witness that was signed in front of him. We may come to learn from this if it's good enough. Forget. Divorce, changing the status, one one witness to say, to authenticate the document, to authenticate the witnesses. How much more so? Other other documents, they, one is enough. So that's why you change, you add, this is unique to get. Other documents, all you have to, when you ask to authenticate the sign, the signature, it's all the signature. Just authenticate the signature. I don't care about the star. You don't have to know anything about the star. You don't have to know anything what's written inside. It's completely irrelevant. Just authenticate the, the signatures. So if you're just going to say here, I'm just authenticating the signatures, and I'm based on one testimony, so I'll, I'll extrapolate that it's good en- if it's good enough, forget. It's surely good enough for any document in the world, any financial document. One, one witness is yeah, enough to authenticate the, the signatures. So that's why we say, no, you have to say, to differentiate that this is unique to get. Rabbi responds. Rabbi argues, he doesn't claim, he doesn't agree with Rabbi because then they should have just said, they should have just required him to be present when the witnesses signed. Why do we require him to be present when it's written? So, so Rabbi answered very well. Of course we need him. Otherwise, he may come to learn and mistakenly think that this is good enough here. It's good enough for any document to authenticate the signatures of one witness. But Rabbi will add, tell you, respond. Mi dami How could you compare? Mi dami some of the yadina. How could you compare? Some yadina. All the witnesses come and testify as we know these signatures. We recognize the sin. Hacha, one word. All they have to say is Yadin, and we know. Here, we have to say, Befanai. Befanai Nacht. Before me, in front of me. In my presence. There, you don't, it doesn't have to be in their presence. How do you authenticate a document? You don't need someone who was present when they sign. You just need someone who knows, I recognize the signature. You have two witnesses say, I recognize the signature. It's, it, it's good enough to authenticate. The, here, we don't say an agent who recognizes the signature. We require that he be present. So, so we see a difference. It's not the same case. That's why we believe one. Because he was present when it was written. There, you don't need to be present. As long as you recognize the signature, recognize the signature, I need two witnesses. I was present when it was written. And even one is enough. Over there, a woman is not believed. You want to authenticate the, the signatures, you need a kosher witness. Two kosher witnesses, not a, a, a woman. It's not a kosher witness. You send an agent, whenever you believe one witness, remember we learned in Saita, then, then it could be a woman, it could be even a disqualified witness. So you see, so you're not going to learn here from there. You see, it's a unique case. Like we explained, because Gitin, the whole the rabbis were lenient, because we don't want it to be changed. But, but you're not going to learn 
every elsewhere from here. You, you see it clear here. You have to you have to be present when it was written, and that's why. And and since it's only one witness. And it's not even a kosher witness. The rabbis required it has to be present. Any other authentication document, you need a man, you need a kosher witness, and you need the and, and, and you don't have to be present. You just have to recognize the signature. Another difference, a third difference is over here. Each over there, The principal is not believed to confirm his own document. over here, The woman herself could confirm the get. The woman could bring the get. The woman who's being divorced, she can act. She can also act as an agent. The husband appoints her as an agent. Go to the bezdin and give it over to the bezdin, and then that we have bezdin will be my agent to give it to you. So it's my as if my hand is giving it to you. She can right, and she testifies. It was written in my presence and signed in my presence, and then the get is valid. So, so the woman, the baldava, she, she is, she is the party. Any other case, when you're authenticating a document, a financial document, has to be authenticated by objective parties, outsiders, who have no, no connection. Right. So obviously it's unique. Rav how would Rav respond to this? Rav is arguing very, very good. So it should be enough to say, Why did Rav require, if the whole reason is you want to authenticate the document, and the husband shouldn't be able to claim it's a forgery. Why do you require the agent to be present when it's written? You, why are you worried? Are you going to learn from here that one, 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 one person is enough to, ta- to authenticate? Rabbi points out that you're not going to learn from here. Because here you say, but funny, he has to be present when it's signed. And, and a woman is good. And even the baldover, even the woman who's being divorced, could also act as an agent. So I'm not going to learn any other case from this case. So Rav will tell you, Rav In this case, let's say he just says, I know. The agent just says, I know that it's authentic. You don't believe him? We do believe him. He's saying yes. We asked him to say that it was written, that it was written in front of But what if he doesn't? What if he just says, "I recognize the agent says I recognize the signature." We would believe him. So therefore, in such a case, you could confuse this case with a regular get, with a regular document. Maybe one witness is enough. Rabbi doesn't even bother to respond to the other two points of Rabbi. The fact that a woman is believed, not even a ma- you don't even need a man. And the fact that even the woman who's being divorced is believed. Because it's, it's very rare. Most cases, who would they send? The woman was at home. Who would they send as an agent to deliver the gift? It was mostly men. So most people, in most cases, it's going to be a man. It's not going to be the woman who's being divorced. It's not going to be a woman. It's going to be a man. So if he says, I know, and we believe him, people are going to say, you see, to authenticate a document, one witness is enough. So that's why we require him to say both things. We require him to be present when it's written as well. To differentiate this case from any other document which needs to be authenticated.
If he just says, I know this, this, this signature to believe, that's why we have to add, he also has to be present when it's written. Okay, now the Gemara says, Rabbo explains our mission. The reason why we required, we're learning, we started Gitten. That if they, uh, when you bring a document from overseas, abroad, the land of Israel, the husband sends an agent to represent him, because the husband has to give it to her personally. But she's, she's abroad, they're not living together, they're separated. So he makes an agent. So he has to, he has to be present. We say we don't accept the get until the, aid, the, the witness was present when it's written, when it was signed, and he testifies as such. He says, I was there, it was written in front of me, in front of a court, as it was written. I was present when this bill of divorce was written, when it was authenticated. And, we, and, and what's the reason for that? So Rabbi said the reason is because people abroad are not familiar with the laws of get. It has to be written lishma. You can't just take a, a document that has his name, the same identical name as the husband. Someone wanted to write a divorce, and then, thank God, they changed their mind. So the get is ready, the same name. Let me just use it already. It's not kosher. It has to be written with her in mind, with this husband. She can't raise out your mind. But as a according to the who is the Tana of our Mishnah that requires that the get should be written for her sake, and it also has to be signed for her sake. Not only it has to be written for her sake, that says clearly in the title, because of law, it has to be written for her. To her mind, but who requires that also the witnesses have to sign with her mind? Who holds his opinion? The mayor holds, then I would only require that it be signed for her sake. But the writing, it doesn't matter. The mayor holds that what makes a document authentic. It's the signatures. Abelazar says you don't even need signatures. Abelazar says it's 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 the writing of the document that, that, that that's that's primary. All I need is witnesses that it was delivered. I don't need the, I don't need the signatures. Don't have to be written in the document. They don't have to sign it. I need eyewitness testimony who saw the document being the transfer of the document. The mayor says no. It has to be it has to be written in the document. With man, we learned in the Mishnah in case we're going to learn later on in the tractate. You're not allowed to write a get on something in a leaf while it's attached to the ground. If you wrote the get while it was attached, and then you cut it off, and then you signed it. And mayor says it's kosher, even though the writing was not kosher. Because the Torah says you have to write it and give it to her. There shouldn't be any interruption between the writing and the giving. If it's if it's attached and then you have to cut it off, there's a step that's missing. So when you write it, when the get is is when the get is made, it has to be ready to be given. There shouldn't be anything. The next step is you give it to her. So what the if, next step is like the travel to the next country to deliver. That doesn't count. Right? 
So what? So what? No, it doesn't matter. It could be delivered right if she was here. I can give it to her right away. There's, there's no nothing. Right. Right. And he gives it. He gives it. But if you write it, if you write it when it's when it's uh, when it's attached. If you write it when it's, if you write it when it's attached, so the get was not written properly. But he said a measure doesn't matter because all that matters is when it's signed. So you write it. Yeah, ideally, you should write it when the leaf is, is disconnected. But what if you went ahead and wrote it when it's still attached? So, this, so detach it, sign it, and then give it to her. And, and that's okay. Because all that matters is the signatures. So therefore, why do I have to say, why is it important for them to test, for the witness, for the agent to be present when it's written? What do I care if it's I don't need to know if it was written Lishma. That's not a deal breaker. All that's a deal breaker is when they signed it, that they had a mind for this woman. I Rabbi Lazar. If Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Lazar boy, the main get is the writing. The writing has to be done for her sake. Chasim boy. Because he holds, he don't even need signatures on it. Rabbi Lazar says, the witnesses don't even have to sign. All that matters is the witnesses have to, test, have to testify, see the husband give the get to the, to the wife. They don't have to even sign. They don't have to put their names on the, on the document. So why is it important? Who cares if it was Lashma or not? Who cares if the witnesses signed? They're completely irrelevant, completely not necessary. The reason why you're not allowed to initially, you shouldn't write on a, on a leaf when it's a, something that's attached, because you may come to sign it while it's... So the, so the rabbis were worried, but if you went ahead, it's okay. So, so again, so why do we require the agent to be present when it's written and when it's signed? Make up your mind. If Rabbi Meir, all that matters is the signature. If Rabbi Lazar, all that matters, you don't even, it doesn't even require the signatures on the get. All that matters is that it should be written. So it should be written in but answers Rechitim you're going to want to answer Leilam Rabbi Lazar but really it's all Rabbi Lazar Maybe biblically you don't need that the signature should be written but rabbinically it is a requirement even Rabbi Lazar holds rabbinically it should be signed with her mind and therefore, our Mishnah follows the opinion of Rabbi Lazar, not Rabbi Meir. Rabbi Meir would only require the, the agent to be present when it's signed. The writing doesn't matter. But according to Rabbi Lazar, biblically they have to make sure it's written Lishma for her sake. And rabbinically, that it's even signed. That's why the agent testifies both things. It was written in front of me and it was signed for me. He can't say that. Why not? We learn in the Mishnah the three Gittin that are in that are possible with the Rabbanon, invalid. And Abulaza disagrees. And he doesn't require that it should be it should be signed Lushma. The Mishnah three Gitin that are invalid. Rabbinically invalid. They're really biblically they're kosher they're kosher bill of the bill of divorce. Rabbinically they were disqualified. And she's not allowed to remarry. But Vimnis if she goes ahead and remarries, have a lot kosher. God forbid to say the child is a bastard. She's an adulteress. No, biblically it was a good get. It was only rabbinic. What are these three? 
a get that he wrote in his own handwriting. And there are no witnesses signed them. He says, I am divorcing you. I'm divorcing my wife, but there's no, there's no witnesses. So even though there's no witnesses signed them to get, biblically it's kosher. Because the husband wrote it. But rabbinically, rabbinically it's not kosher. Another, another get. Yeshalav Edim. No, but it's only his writing. There's no witnesses signed on the document. If there are witnesses, but there's no date. So biblically it's kosher. It doesn't say anywhere in the Torah you have to have a date. Rabbinically, the rabbis say it's not kosher. We'll learn later on why the rabbis... So the mom's there in front of the family. Yeah, exactly. Otherwise, otherwise you can write... If you don't write a date, if you want to protect your wife, if your wife did commit adultery and, and, uh, and uh, protect the, that the children shouldn't be passive, you'll, you'll, you'll write a get today and you'll claim that the get was written before she had relations. So you're saving your wife. So, so it has to be a date. Rabbinical moms are then? Yeah. No, but yeah, but he says it's kosher. Here the rabbi says kosher. Okay. And another thing is, it has witnesses. There is a date. There's only one witness. Only one witness signed, signed, signed the get. So biblically, it's kosher. Why? Because the scribe who's writing the get is like one witness. The husband told him, he's a testifying, the husband told me, he, he, he appointed me and assigned me the job of writing a get for his wife. So I'm testifying that the husband is, is divorcing his wife. So together with the other witness, you already have two witnesses. So in the But all of these cases are rabbinically invalid. Imnesis, if she married, Avlad Kosher. It's a legitimate marriage. And there's no mamzer. Another initially you shouldn't use it. But if it was used, God forbid to cast any aspersions on their children. Even even rabbinically, we don't say God forbid they're, they're bad. No, they're 100 percent kosher. Abelazar and Abelazar says he argues. Even if there are no witnesses on the get. It's not only after the fact. Even initially, it's kosher. It's 100% kosher. It's glad kosher. I don't need any witnesses on the document. They don't need to sign the document. All I need is witnesses to see the husband take this document and deliver it to his wife. And if they testify that they saw him giving her the get, it's good. Kosher. Good to go. Yeah. So Rabbi Lazar is arguing... The Tanakama also holds that it's kosher biblically. He says that it's not kosher rabbinically. The rabbinically, you have to, you can't write a get without, without this witnesses signing. Two witnesses signing the get. With a date and two witnesses signing, signing the get. And besides the scribe. Rabbi Lazar is arguing, what's he saying? That even rabbinically you don't need. So you can't say our mission is following Rabbi Lazar. And he holds that the writing has to be, we have to establish that the writing of the get was done Lishma, properly. And rabbinically, we also have to establish that the signing was done lishmar. Rabbi Lazar doesn't even require it rabbinically. Rabbinically, you don't need any signatures. It doesn't matter lishmar, not lishmar. So therefore, who does our Mishnah follow? Why do we require the agent to be present both at the writing and at the signing? According to Rameir, I would only need the signing. According to Rabbi Lazar, I would only need the writing.
Begoyven, he said, Begoyven, and based on this document, you can use it to collect from mortgageable properties. It's a good document. It's considered a good document. Because, yeah, you can only collect on a document, a document that people know about. Because they have two witnesses. Even though the names are not signed in the document, but there are two witnesses who saw the husband give the get to the... So therefore, the, 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 the people heard about it. So you can go ahead and collect. There's no, so if you went ahead, so you can collect on these mortgageable properties. He says he's referring to the ksuva. That the wife, now that he divorces her, he becomes obligated to give her the ksuva. He committed himself. So they can collect from... They can collect from mortgageable property. Another, it actually gives another explanation that we're, we're not talking about a get. We're talking about a regular financial document. Get is really a word for a document. It's just vernacular. Yeah, vernacularly it's used specifically for a get. But gitin is, it means a document. That's all it means. So we could be talking about a regular financial document. So let's say, let's say it's a loan document. So if you make a loan and you write it on paper, I loaned, I gave $100 to so-and-so. And there's no signatures on the document. There's two witnesses who testify. Witness you giving him, and giving him the document that, that I, I owe you $100. And then you went ahead and sold property, and then it comes time to pay the loan, and the borrower, the borrower doesn't have any money. So you can go and collect. It's, it's the, that property is mortgaged to the lender. Mm-hmm. Only property, not uh, movable items. Why? Because, because since there's a document, he should have known about it. He knew about it. When you bought the property, you knew that there's already a lien on the property. How did I know there's a lien? Because there was a document. If it's a loan, but just an oral loan, there's no document involved, then there's no lien on the property. How should I know that there was a loan? I bought the property, I'm not responsible. But if there's a lien, then you knew when you bought the property that there was already a prior lien. So if the borrower can't pay the money, the lender can rightfully come and seize the property from you. So that's how should I know there's a lien if there's a document Rabbi Lazar holds even if this document was not signed just the fact that there was witnesses in a document and they saw the exchange that's enough to publicize it that everyone knows that there's a lien on the property the only reason witnesses sign a document even though it's completely unnecessary is you don't have to sign a get you don't have to sign any document. The only reason why the custom is that you do sign, so the woman should have proof of his divorce, her divorce. If you're just going to rely on the witnesses who saw the husband give the divorce, and then if the witnesses leave town, or they die, she has no proof. So we put a signature, at least she has a proof. She has a, she has a proof. But even rabbinically it's not required. Even It's just, just to help her out. She should have a document to proof. So therefore, who does our Mishnah go to? So the answer is, 
So you have to say, I'm wish to follow Rab Meir. Rab Meir, right, Rab Meir required biblically, the only part of the document that's biblically required is the signatures. That's what makes the document. And that has to be done Lishma. The writing really doesn't matter. Like we learned earlier, when the get was written on a, on a, a attached document, it's no problem after the fact. You just detach it, and then uh, you, you, and then this, uh, and then you sign this, uh, the, the witnesses sign. But rabbinically, just like over there, we said initially you shouldn't write the document on, on a leaf if, as, when it's still attached. So the rabbis require that even the writing should also be done lishma. To be continued. Oh, uh, one second. Continue. Now the gemara is going to ask ask on this answer. To be continued. Everyone have a good Shabbos, mevarchim. And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah.